Hey, everybody. On today's Locked on Bama, we're going to welcome in Joseph Hastings from On3, one of Jimmy Stein's cohorts, because Jimmy Stein can't be with us because something's wrong with his phone. But we're going to have Joseph Hastings on, which is an upgrade. I mean, frankly, speaking of phones, <laughs> it's an upgrade. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about a lot of recruiting and some SEC media days when we get started with Locked on Bama. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's normally him. But today we're going to have Joseph Hastings, his cohort from OM3. Joseph, how you doing, bro? Luke, I'm doing pretty good. A uh, little bit in a little bit of a dilemma today because, uh, you know, I pushed off getting a haircut. I've been on the road, been traveling a lot, and I've, I've got this concert coming up next week. So I'm in that. Should I get the haircut now versus next week, uh, right before it happens stage? So what, what concert? Oh, I'm going to see Kendrick Lamar. So I, I want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I want to. You want to look your best for Kendrick. I want to look my best for Kendrick. So I'm like, should I get the haircut now or next week? Just let it grow out, but. Uh, so yeah, that's why for anyone seeing me, I have the on the video here. I have the long hair sporting it out today. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, Jimmy, we were actually going to do a podcast earlier today, and Jimmy was on, and he actually had a rant at the very beginning. But there's something wrong with his phone where the audio and the video aren't syncing up. And while he's in his rant, I was trying to tell him to stop, and he was talking. His whole thing was about a haircut. I do not think Jimmy Stein is going to the Kendrick Lamar concert. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was just at Chris Stapleton. Uh, he, he just went to a Chris Stapleton concert. So I think that's maybe what he was referring to. But yeah, I would I would put good money on Jimmy uh, not going to Tampa, Florida for a Kendrick Lamar concert. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good bet. Uh, first of all, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Look, I'm gonna just go ahead and do this. I'm gonna talk about Built Bar later, but this is this is a Built Bar puff. I don't know if you can see it. They're delicious. They're nutritious. They're scrump delicious. They're awesome for you. I'll talk about them more a little bit later on, but let's jump into SEC media days. I really do, because we have you on to talk more recruiting, and there's a ton of recruiting news, but um, SEC media days going on today, uh, been going on the rest of the week. Nick Saban was up today. Um, I thought he, man, even for Nick Saban, I thought he handled things well. Like, he always handles things pretty well, and I thought today he was extra good. I mean, he, the the way that he handled the whole thing about people using – uh, his age against him in recruiting, he was like, yeah. "Why don't y'all ask them? I'm I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm sitting yeah. on G waiting on O, baby." And then uh, what the, talking about um, some of the even the NIL stuff, saying, "Hey, you know, our guys made three million last year." I mean, it, I don't think he said it in a crappy way. I think he said it in a in a way to sort of be recruiting, don't you think? Yeah, this is exactly what Nick Saban has done. He's pretty much said you all are going to have the opportunity to come in and make the same amount of money starting off and how much you get to make uh, afterward is going to be up to you, your performance on the field, how well you market yourself, things of that nature. We're going to have the resources in play, but we're not going to promise you a lot of money right now, you know, right off the bat. Um, you're going to get all this great money to start off your college career. And, um, you know, he, he also mentioned about the possibility of empty promises not being fulfilled and, you know, Nick Saban, obviously this was SEC media days and you're not allowed to directly recruit players and at a uh, and at an event like this. But, you know, people are going to use it as uh, him talking about recruiting, as him uh, potentially saying this to recruits behind the scenes. And it's obviously a prevalent matter. Um, 
you know, name, image, and likeness. Uh, you're seeing programs now uh, be benefiting from NIL and also in the 2022 cycle as well. Um, and, and being able to take the, the program, their individual programs to heights that they probably wouldn't have reached without NIL. Uh, and Nick, Nick Saban has just handled this perfectly throughout. You know, obviously there's controversy about the Texas A&M statements that he made uh, a couple of months ago. And, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinions on that. But I think through and through he's kind of predicted the future as he typically does and laid out the groundwork for how this is going to play out. And everything he said has come out true. Yeah, and um, again, I thought Bryce Young handled himself very well, as did Will Anderson. Will Anderson had probably the quote of media days so far when somebody asked him about the Jimbo Fisher stuff. He said, hey, we'll, we'll take care of all that on, you know, in October when we play. Um, yeah. And look, I, I think I believe him. There, here's the deal with me. I mean, I, I, once you get about to my age, you start getting less scared of, of people in general. I would still be scared of Will Anderson. That's a person that would scare me at any age, at any time in my life. And mm -hmm. um, so if he's looking for revenge, I think that is a huge positive for us Bammers and a very big negative for Texas a and I like what he said, you know, he's saying that it will be addressed there. It's going to be addressed on October 8th. You know, we can talk about it now and go into um, extensive length about it and our thoughts on it. But he handled it well. And uh, Bryce Young handled it well when I asked him that at the Manning Passing Academy a few weeks ago. Um, you know, he was asked about the Saban and Jimbo Fisher controversy. And he just said, we love Coach Saban. We're going to support Coach Saban. Um, those two, that's there's a reason why they're two of the three sent out there from uh, Alabama. You know, they they. They handled themselves well, the leaders on offense and defense uh, for the program. And uh, what Will Anderson said was short, but uh, it was poignant nonetheless. Let me go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar. Here's another Built Bar. This is the chocolate, what is it, chocolate? No, excuse me, cookie dough chunk. I don't even know what it is because it's so good. I, I swear I'm not lying to you. I had two of them yesterday for lunch. I ate one because they sent us some samples. They send me and Jimmy samples all the time. And um, they send us these samples. I'm like, you know, I don't want to eat lunch today. I'm trying to lose a little weight. I'm going to have one of these. And I had two of them. I don't know if that offsets the weight loss thing, but it doesn't matter because it was so good. I, I have no willpower when I find <laughs> something I like. And um, I just absolutely love these things. Built Bar, they are fantastic. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off that order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. You will absolutely love these things, I promise you. And if you do order them out there, do send Jimmy and me a picture, and uh, we'll be sure to talk about how awesome you are on the podcast at some point. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Joseph, um, let's get into some recruiting. You know, I guess quickly, and I mean do this quickly because we have already gone, we have uh, broken this down, talked about it, uh, with, with Peter Woods, but also want you to just mention Justice Haynes and, and how what those two commitments uh, were like to you and, and how uh, you feel about them in terms of uh, could Alabama get back in it with Peter Woods and could uh, Justice potentially flip to Georgia or do you feel like he's pretty solid with Alabama? So it's really interesting because I got to speak with Peter after he committed to Clemson. I went there to the ceremony and, you know, some people were not necessarily thrilled that you know, <clears throat> providing coverage, especially with all the things that had come up, go, you know, leading up to Peter Wood's commitment and how it kind of turned to Clemson. And, um, you know, we, we knew the, the commitment was going to be to Clemson. What I was there for was one. Uh, Peter had messaged me and, uh, you know, I've built a good relationship with Peter, so I wanted to be there. And also, too, uh, 
I, I don't feel like this one was over. Uh, I didn't feel like it was going to be over when he committed. And when I got to speak with him, it, it, it kind of was uh, a little bit revealing in terms of him saying that the possibility of taking an official visit to Alabama in the fall or December would be was has been discussed with the staff. And then he also clarified himself because I asked him and you know told him that Clemson has the uh, the no visit policy with their commitments. And Peter told me that you know as a verbal commitment to Clemson, I will not be taking visits to Alabama. So it, it just it felt like the door is kind of left open. You know who who knows at, at this um, in this day and age. You know especially with recruiting and how hectic it is, uh, what Peter would decide to do. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not too far away for me seven years ago being a 17-year-old in high school and having, having so much on your plate, you know, social life and, um, you know, upcoming college decisions and, and making plans for that. There's just a lot thrown on you. And, you know, things change from day to day, from week to week. You're kind of seeing it right now with Olaus Allenen, the four-star offensive lineman, Finland native. I, you know, kind of swung with Miami and then Alabama, just kind of going a little bit back and forth. You know, that's just kind of what you have to deal with uh, with kids of that age. But I wouldn't rule out a flip for for Peter Woods to Alabama. And I, I think what he told me afterward, after his commitment was revealing. As for Justice Haynes, I, I would want to say that he's a little bit more locked in with his commitment. And, you know, you had mentioned the possibility of a flip to Georgia potentially. Um, you know, if, if that could happen down the line, it's funny because he, he told on three director of recruiting Chad Simmons or, or Chad Simmons had reported that Haynes was down to Alabama and Ohio State before he made his uh, commitment, which was interesting to me because I don't think Ohio State would be too much of a threat to flip Haynes. I thought, you know, you would obviously think Georgia would be uh, once again, who knows, you know, when you're when you're dealing with, um, you know, rising seniors in high school, there's so much that they have on their plate. But. I, I would give the chances of Peter Woods flipping to Alabama. Um, I would put that significantly higher than Justice Haynes flipping to Georgia. Um, and again, just really quickly, and then we'll get to the last segment, but uh, Keon Keeley is a guy committed to Notre Dame that everybody seems to love out of Florida. Mm -hmm. That is just a beast. Um, and boy, he's, he is shooting up everybody's charts in terms of where he's going to rank in these final rankings uh, across all services. I think he's universally a five-star now. Um, mm. I've seen his name linked with Alabama a lot more recently. Now, nothing that makes me think, oh, a flip is imminent, but it, Alabama's still in this thing with Keon Keeley, aren't they? Yeah, Alabama's definitely in it. You know, Keon maintains that he's committed to Notre Dame. He's locked in with the program. You know, he hasn't shown any signs of flipping. Uh, you know, he, he's visited the school multiple times this year. Uh, you know, from all accounts, he's recruiting for them, excited about what Marcus Freeman and company are building up there in South Bend. But uh, look, I mean, Alabama is definitely, you know, in, in contention still. Uh, they're, they're in the mix. To what extent, we, we don't truly know at this time. It's going to uh, probably be a situation where we find out a little bit more later on. Look, first, he's got to get back on campus. You know, he visited for a one-day trip in, in January, first ever time being to Tuscaloosa. Uh, but before any flip conversations happen, you know, he needs to get back on campus. And uh, to my knowledge, there, there are no cur currently no plans uh, to, to get back uh, on Alabama's campus for the time being. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's a popular name for good reason. At on three, we have him as the number three overall player in the country, the top ranked edge. And right behind him is Damon Wilson at number four and the number two edge. And uh, Damon's somebody that I got a chance to speak with 
uh, the other day, had a chance to attend a private workout session with him and his father. And, uh, you know, he's somebody that I could definitely envision in Alabama's class. Now, if Alabama was able to pull off a flip of Keon Keeley and Damon Wilson, I mean, that would just be incredible, um, you know, considering how versatile those guys are. But, uh, you know, for right now, Keeley's locked in with Notre Dame and uh, until he says otherwise or, you know, sets up a visit to Alabama, I, I think the flip speculation may be a little bit too far. Oh, I love that you talk about Wilson, though. We won't go into it anymore, but because I feel like that's one of those things where if I talk about it, I'll jinx it. I mean, that's another guy <laughs> who shot up some charts for real. Yeah. Um, he was sort of a universal four-star, it felt like, and now a lot of people are putting him in, like, the top ten of uh, prospects overall in the country. That's pretty amazing. All right, yes. Joseph, let's go ahead and take a break. I do want to tell everybody to go check out Locked on NFL. They're putting out the top uh, 50 players in the NFL in terms of their value. Uh, so that's going to be in conjunction with Online. Also, I want you to go check out Locked on SEC with SEC Media Days going on. You want to go check out Locked on SEC. They'll have that covered wall-to-wall. I was supposed to be there. I'm disappointed I wasn't there. Both of my parents got covid and uh, my father is still the president of this company. And my brother, who also works here, he is on a trip in Canada. So I, we can't have Robinson Iron and not have one Robinson here. So I had to be here. So uh, that's where we are. We're going to take a break. When we come back, got a few more recruit names to run down for you. All right, buddy. Uh, you mentioned Oleus. 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 Yes. Oleus. Okay. Oleus Allen. Now, he's going to be committing on Friday. We yep. feel good, again, we being Alabama, uh, we feel good about that apparently again. I, my continuous running joke with him is that he's going to be so thrilled to wear a helmet that doesn't have horns on it because he <laughs> looks like a Viking. Um, but uh, anyway, um, you feel like Alabama's in good shape there, right? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Um, with with Olas Allen, he's somebody that Alabama's been pursuing and heavily prioritizing uh, for the better part of the last 12 months. And – with Allen, then, you know, he's had Alabama near the top of his leaderboard. At one time in November last year, he put Alabama at number one, at the number one spot. He kind of backed off of that, you know, wanted to take his visits, build up some suspense. And then the Miami trip kind of came out of surprise in terms of them making his his top five and then also getting an official visit and then also how well uh, they impressed him and his he and his family there uh, during their official visit to the school first weekend of June. And ever since then... Actually, I would kind of say a few weeks after that, um, you know, they started to build up some Miami uh, smoke. You saw some predictions come in. But, you know, I I kind of went against the grain in a a sense, you know, and and put the second Alabama prediction uh, that's been submitted for Olaus Allenen. You know, I submitted that a couple of nights ago. And, uh, you know, unless something changes over the next 72 hours, I'm, I'm still feeling good about Alabama's chances. But once again, I continue to say this. We're dealing with high schoolers. Their minds change from time to time. And Simmons is reporting, Chad Simmons is reporting that Allen hasn't even made his decision yet. So we'll see. But I, I feel comfortable with where things are trending with Alabama right now. Okay. Uh, then Hunter Osborne. This is a guy that Alabama apparently has come back in on. I mean, yeah. I maybe they've always been hot and heavy for him and it just hadn't been reported as much, but it sure feels like Alabama has said, okay, we, we really like this guy. Let's go all in. And um, because Hunter Osborne for all the world, it looked like for a while there, he's going to commit to Texas. Then for all the world, it looked like he was going to commit to Clemson. And now it looks like he's going to commit to Alabama sooner rather than later. The the prospect out of you at Trust. 
Isn't that incredible how, you know, Osborne is somebody that Alabama recruited, got him on campus you know, multiple times this year, uh, a school that he's liked, but, you know, Alabama wasn't pressing as hard as some of these other programs were, and all it took was for the Crimson Tide to make that that push, and, you know, now, now you're starting to see things trend with him, and, uh, you know, it just goes to show the power of the Alabama brand, especially in the state of Texas, uh, in the state of Alabama, uh, with Alabama-based prospects, and, how much weight that carries. I know Peter Woods just committed to Clemson, but once again, I'm still, you know, the jury's still out on that one for me um, in, in his recruitment uh, as for where he ultimately signs, but it just goes to show the power uh, of Alabama's brand and you know, how many players from the state they've been able to add to the class in this cycle alone and how, um, you know, they're in a good position with James Smith and Quay Rousseau and, and, and Kelby Collins battling it out with Georgia. So, Yes, Hunter Osborne, things are definitely trending in Alabama's favor. And who knows, a decision could be made soon. You know, this is definitely going to be an interesting final couple of weeks. I think you can see, um, you know, close to or even more than a half dozen commitments in the 2023 and 2024 classes combined. All right, I'm going to ask you some very quick hitter questions just about recruiting overall because um, there, there's some things that stand out to me. You guys have Arch Manning ranked number one like just about everybody else. In fact, I think everybody else has him ranked number one. Do you feel like Arch Manning is overrated? <laughs> Putting me on the spot here, Luke. That's a that's the question I feel probably weekly from trainers, from coaches, from fans, all of that. You know, everyone is interested in in wondering is Arch Manning truly the number one overall prospect in the country? And I think you have to. I think it's a personal thing, to be honest with you. What what do you define as number one? Is it what they bring to the table on the field. In, in that respect, I don't know if he is. And you look at Nico Iamaliava, and he just blows you away with his arm talent and his size and his mobility, the number one volleyball player in the country. Just He, he, he just got it all in terms of athleticism and, and, and how he spins the football, all of that. But then do you look at the family pedigree? How much do you factor that into it? The fact that you know he, he comes from a rich tradition of a, a, a rich family background in terms of what they've done on the football field. His, his two uncles winning a pair of Super Bowls, his grandfather uh, being one of the better quarterbacks of the, of the 1970s. So do you factor that into play? Do you, do you also factor in the impact that he'll have on the recruiting class? Because ever since Arch Manning committed, I don't know, I know we're talking on the Bama podcast, but ever since Arch Manning committed to Texas, the Longhorns have been killing it on the trail. They're going to add a few more key pieces in the coming weeks, potentially tomorrow with Malik Muhammad. So I, I think there's a lot of factors in there. So if you combine everything with Arch Manning, uh, you know, ju just, you know, how smart he is, you know, how, how big of a kid he is. And, and he does have some athleticism himself, um, not as much as a Nico Iamaliava or, or maybe even a Christopher Vizina, but he does have some athleticism, the family pedigree, the impact he has on the class. I think you, you do have a compelling case. He could be, he should be the number one player in the class. If those are your metrics you go by. I think it's fair. And I think that, look, I think he's catching too much heck for his last name, to be honest with you. Whereas a lot of people think he's getting a lot of extra credit for that. I think that if his last name were something else, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Maybe um, people would look at him like, man, he's so good. But people look at him now and they kind of want to kill him for being a Manning. Um, final hmm. question here. You know, you brought up Alabama and have in its pull in the state of Alabama. Um, I'm looking at, I found this interesting. I looked at the state of Alabama, obviously. Now, Alabama could end up with uh, Quay uh, Russo with James Smith, 
Uh, and if they go that route, they would have the top four players from on three. Um, you know, obviously they could fil- flip Peter Woods, as you mentioned. They have Kel- they could get Kelby Collins. So they could get, you know, their fair share of the top 15 players, top 20 players, which would be huge. Um, but I'm looking and I'm seeing Auburn didn't have a lot of them. In fact, very few of them. But then I go to a state like, for instance, Georgia. Um, and this was very interesting to me. Georgia in state, not too great. Uh, C- Caleb Downs leaning to Bama. Uh, yeah. Justice Haynes committed to Bama. Then Vic Burley at number three to Clemson. Ethan Davis at, to Tennessee. And Dylan Lonergan to Bama. The top player they have is Bo Hughley, who is flirting with Auburn. Um, uh, and then I, I, I said, okay, well, that's interesting, but the other states have to be dominating, right? Go to Florida. Kermani McLean, who a lot of people would predict Alabama right now, uh, it, it is certainly Alabama's battling for McLean just like Florida is, but I would, I would give the nod to Bama right now. Then after that, I see no players committed to Florida State or to the University of Florida until – now, again – Cedric Baxter is still considering them, but a lot of people think he's going to Texas. Malik mm-hmm. Bryant, a lot of people think he's going to Miami. Uh, Makari Vickers is uh, projected to be to go to Florida State, but he's number 17, and it's only a 27% uh, versus Alabama, 24% in that case. I'm seeing yep. nobody committed to Florida or Florida State until you get to Lucas Simmons, the number 24 player in the state of Florida. And then finally – Taking it even a step further, I was like, okay, these those days are just anomalies, right? Go to Louisiana. Arch Manning to Tex- Tennessee, to Texas, excuse me. Derek Williams, Texas. Sheldon Sampson. Now, I mean, he may end up at LSU. A lot of people think he will, as well as um, Zalance Hurd. But mm-hmm. then you got Holstein to Bama. Uh, yep. Tack Curtis to USC. Jaden Osbury. He'll be going to Notre Dame. Jordan Matthews, he probably isn't going to LSU. LSU may end up with only three of their top ten players in Louisiana, and that's usually the most locked down state there is. And it's funny, Caleb Jackson, you know, had things worked out differently with Justice Haynes, Caleb Jackson is probably committed to Alabama right now. You know, there was definitely a lot of interest there from his end. So you could have theoretically removed Caleb Jackson from that list, and he could be at Alabama. Alabama would have more commits from the state of Louisiana than LSU does. Now with LSU, obviously, you know, Brian Kelly, first year there, transition year, maybe recruiting will take a little bit of a while to get back going. But Georgia's just surprising. That That's the one that you brought up that's really interesting to me because Georgia's coming off a national championship, first championship in four decades. You know, Kirby Smart, the program that they're building, just had 17 players drafted in the 2023, uh, 2022 NFL draft, the most ever uh, in the history from one school. And yet, you could theoretically, by the end of the month, if Caleb Downs commits to Alabama, three of the top five players from the state be committed to Alabama, and none of those top five players being committed to Georgia. That's just incredible to me uh, that that Georgia was – you would think that Caleb Downs would be a lock. You would think that Vic Burley, what they did on defense, especially along the defensive line, would be be a lock. You would think Justice Haynes' father, Veron Haynes, playing at Georgia, living an hour away from the program, would be a lock. It just it hasn't happened, and and Alabama is shutting down the state. They're they're building a wall around it because, look, I I, I know I initially said watch out for Georgia, watch out for Auburn when it comes to James Smith Quaver. So I'm feeling a lot better with 
the Crimson Tide's chances there. Not saying it's definitely going to happen. You have to wait till December, but I really feel good about where things are trending there uh, with, with Quay and James, the, the top two players in the state. Then you have Jaleel Hurley committed. At, uh, he's the number three overall prospect. Tony Mitchell, the number four overall prospect. Then you get to Christopher Vizina. Yes, he's committed to Clemson, but Alabama did not offer him. If Alabama would have offered him, Vizina's likely ending up in this class. Peter Woods, once again, we, we he, he's not he's not... I'm not writing him off at, in terms of not being in Alabama's class uh, this year when it's all said and done. And then you get to A.J. Harris. Yes, he's committed to Georgia. A.J. is essentially a Georgia kid. You know, I've spent time with, with him. I've spent time with, you know, I talk with his dad all the time. Um, you know, he, he come from, from a military background. They've traveled a lot. Uh, he regularly trains in Atlanta. He's more of a Georgia kid than he is an in, in, in Alabama kid. So, give the win to the Bulldogs there, but that's not necessarily a big like ad, uh, in-state loss for the program, you know, just considering his ties there. So I, I think Alabama's done a fantastic job uh, in the state. Uh, they, they may add another top 15 player in, in Hunter Osborne if he commits there. Uh, yeah, I mean, compared to some of those other schools in those neighboring states that you mentioned, they're doing a lot better um, in terms of keeping their own uh, with the program. And, excuse me, one I didn't throw in there was Tennessee because they hardly ever seem to do well in their own state. They've only got three of the top 15 committed uh, to Tennessee right now. And Tennessee's doing well in recruiting. They just only have three of the top 15. I just thought that was interesting. But, man, thank you so much for joining us today, Joseph. I know you just got another meeting. The last thing you wanted to do was a podcast. But we appreciate you so much. You're the best, man. Luke, I, I appreciate it. and it's no, It was no problem. I, I love doing podcasts, especially – uh, talking with you and talking Alabama. Uh, happy to be on anytime. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon and roll tide. Roll tide.